loved it when he looked at her that way. It gave her a tingle from her head to her toes, but it wouldn't do for him to know that. She smiled at him sweetly. Such a pretty name. She studied him disparagingly, then dismissed him, saying, Explains a lot, that's all. Jake sighed. Here this woman had the perfect man, yet she still made it jokes. Damned abuse, that's what it is. He wandered over to her PC and plucked a few orange cat hairs off the keyboard. Ernest has been sleeping up here again. Jake nudged the mouse. What you researching? It was a moot point. They both knew he had the techniques and the contacts to find out anything he wanted. But not if he wanted to keep his happy home. Jake! Her eyes flashed. She was angry, really annoyed. And up to no good. He crossed his arms. He hadn't really meant to look, but hell, the spontaneous combustion had been in glaring red. He opened his mouth to say something, then snapped it closed. He knew what this lady was capable of, but he also had rather graphic memories of her near-death experience. He'd never met a do-gooder with such a nose for trouble as she. He crossed his arms, but the effect was ruined a little by the spit-up blanket still slung over his shoulder. You've got a kid now, he growled. If eyes could have spontaneously combusted, hers would have. But all she said was a grit-toothed but kindly, Oh, did you quit your job? Damned feminism. His wife was a stickler for it. There was a difference between being a trained agent with backup in the form of both the agency and Jake's partner, Marco Willis, over being a do-gooder with far too much facility with research and hacking, and an overblown desire to save the world, or at least to right a few past wrongs. Jake Hastings could live with it, but he didn't have to like it. Camellia's way of handling things spelled disaster. She managed all right before you came along. He immediately banished the thought. She was just lucky he and Marco were the ones assigned to her case. The smile on his lips didn't reach his eyes. He leaned over and kissed the baby's head, and then, more lingeringly, Camellia's lips. She knew what he was doing, though, so when he paused, all she did was give him a promising, See you later. He stomped out and didn't slam the door. She was trouble, no doubt about it. Damned if you do, and... Bloody hell, damned if he didn't. How could he protect her if she wouldn't tell him what she was up to? Marco Willis, ISA agent and trained professional, was unusually silent, so much so that Jake Hastings noticed it, even over his morning grumble. I'm usually a morning person, Jake was telling him, but having a kid's a lot like... It was obvious Marco wasn't listening, so Jake tested him, jumping to the subject at the forefront of his thoughts. Being on fire. Ever been on fire, Marco? Marco realized some kind of response was called for and he shook his head. Not recently, he murmured, then added for conviction. Not that I remember. There was silence following that, and after about thirty seconds it penetrated, where Jake's words had not. What? Marco asked, almost sullenly. I asked if your grandmother was smoking again. Since she was dead and they both knew it, it didn't seem very likely. Jake was, therefore, a little startled by Marco's response. Grand's not, but you'd be surprised who is. Marco took a deep, determined breath.
He dug in his pocket and handed Jake a piece of silk with a line of cigarette burns along the seam. Sophie's pretty sure she's had a visit from Damien Venkman. Lady Sophia Donovan was Camellia's best friend and Marco's lady. Sophie's ex, a real rotter named Damien Venkman, had been dead for nearly a year. It wasn't likely he'd be doing much visiting at this point. Jake opted for cool and calm on the surface, but inside he was fuming. It appeared that everybody, from his wife to his partner to his partner's girlfriend, had known about this except him. I bet even my kid knows more about it than I do. His mother had a habit of reorganizing her thoughts out loud. I'll bug the room. It seemed like the perfect solution until he realized he was making it within the framework of what his little camellia called his brainwashing. She'd consider it a violation of her privacy. Jake felt surly, grumbly, and ready to bite someone's head off. Mostly, though, he felt left out.